welcome to episode 10. 10 whole episodes. 10 whole episodes of the Cancer Sisters podcast. This so is cool. What's new? And oh, nothing. nothing much. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing Episode at all. Episode 10. Here we go. So, well, uh, Amanda. <coughs> pardon me. Amanda? Mm-hmm. Nicole? What's new? <laughs> I got a text uh, this week. And um, so, like, just backing up. Because giving backstory to why I find this so comical or one reason I find it so comical is that when I was dating and it's been a while, um, it would, I would hear from guys in a cyclical nature, Mm. right? So they would check in and I would get a text like, how you doing? Or, Hey, I miss you. What's up? Is that the equivalent of, are you up? (laughs) You up? (laughs) You up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So I got one this week, and it was like, hey, what's new? And I thought, good God, how could you possibly not know what's going on with me? <laughs> how long had it been since you'd heard from said person? Um, a long time. But, but I've seen him on Facebook. And, and so I sat there for a minute, and I was like, do I fire back? And so I did. I was like, well, I've got cancer and my foot's broken. Not much else I can tell you. <laughs> Like, what else? And then he's like, yeah, I know. So oh, then why didn't you... Oh, my gosh. So then, you know, sorry to, sorry to hear that. So then why didn't you say, how are you feeling? Like, and, and start the conversation in a different way. Have What's you new? this number, no. by the way? Please block the number, because do you need to hear from that person again? No. It just was like, no. Speaking of, an, I got another text from some friends and... Real friends? Real friends. Mm-hmm. And we've had plans for, I I want to say, like, we've made and broken plans for over a year. Mm. Welcome to adulthood. And the, yeah, exactly. But this See last time, you know, when we were supposed to get together, like, two weeks ago or something, and then, hey, do you want to do something in September? No. <laughs> you know why? Because I have stage four metastatic cancer. I've been through four rounds of chemo. My white blood cells and my immunity are starting to drop. And I don't have time for someone who doesn't have time for me. Mm, good point. Like, what is, what is more important than keeping plans with your friend? With your cancer friend. That's right? Yeah. Well, We're, um, we are people by nature who are self-centered. Yeah. You know, you have to work and learn how not to be correct. Self-centered. Yeah. Some people just never learn Some how. Some people to... never learn. Yeah. They make it into adulthood and they're like, "Oh, I'm so important." <laughs> I'm so important. <laughs> I run around and keep busy and everything oh, I do are is important. important. Yes, their stuff is important. Everybody's important and, and not to say that my stuff is the most is, you know, or yours and we're the most. But but have some perspective. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even have to pull the cancer card. It's kind of like, just take one half second and think about who, we'll have to use proper grammar, on whom you keep, you keep canceling. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry if I keep tripping up over my words. Because <laughs> we're podcasting. We're podcasting. We're here podcasting. We're, we're from Akron and we're podcasting. Akron podcasting. <laughs> 
So, let's see. What else? What else is new? You had um, the anniversary. Um, I, of well, sorts. I was going to talk about my foot first. And then go back. No, I walked you right into the anniversary. Right. I don't care about your So face. yesterday, <laughs> you don't care about, I can't walk. That's what's, that's why you should care about my foot. That's not new. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, August 23rd, was my two-year anniversary of when I started chemo for the very first time. Mm-hmm. A picture popped up in memories of the two bottles of pills that I had to mix and take. And I realized... Wow. Chemo and radiation. Yes. Yeah. I had started radiation actually the week before, but this was uh, the start of chemo. So guess what today is? I know, but you need to tell everybody. It's one year ago that on today I started chemotherapy and radiation. One year and one day after After you. Mm -hmm. One year and one day. Insane. And you know what's happening tomorrow? I do know. <laughs> but I don't remember what it's called. Besides a little camera up the... <laughs> I'll save that. It's your turn. What about your foot? <laughs> you, why? You don't want to talk about that? No, I can talk about it. Go it's ahead. Flexible sigmoidoscopy. Yes. It is um, not as invasive as a colonoscopy. It's what happens to me every three months. It's a tiny camera a that goes right camera, up your rear. Right up the rear. <laughs> to borrow from a previous episode, right up the poop chute. Mm. Just to check in on things and make sure there's still no A-okay. nefarious cells growing. Correct. Speaking of nefarious cells, I learned in my appointment this week, George went with me and talked to my oncologist, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he said, this is astounding. That a billion cancer cells can sit on the tip of a ballpoint pen. Oh, wow. Isn't that disturbing? Which is why, and he used this, um, because we were talking about my foot Mm -hmm. and taking time off chemo to do surgery. And he said, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. And I think that kind of put George off, like, because he hadn't had the explanation. So we backtracked to say, um, it does matter Clearly, uh, chemo's working, and I, but I'm in this long-term plan, right? So that likely when I spent the whole year thinking that I was cancer-free, I was not. There was a microscopic cell already hanging out in my lung. Wow. But, but the, where we miss, where the medical science misses, is that they can't see it until it's about a centimeter, so this is this is why we talked about like on earlier episodes. Well, all I wanted my doctors to say was you were cancer free, right? And my one doctor's like, well, we call it remission. Yes, I call it remission until I don't know. I think it changes for each different type of cancer, but mostly until ten years pass before you can hear cancer free. They won't give me remission. They will say that my scans are clear. That's what we got to in that conversation. Just Just the other day? Yeah. So it's, you know, because George was asking questions and I hadn't asked them in a while. And so hearing it in a different way, I mean, it's a little disturbing. It's not like I didn't understand it, but it's like, yeah, this is long term. And I. Well, I understand it's long term, but why if 
your, which I fully expect by the way, that your scan after this next set of chemotherapy months, you know, that your scan shows those tumors are gone. Why would you not be in remission from that? Why would they only say your scans are clear? Because remission means the absence of cancer and with metastatic disease, they cannot say that it's not in there even if they can't see it. Back to the ballpoint pen? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did George respond to that? He just sort of took it in. I mean, uh, rather scientifically. I could see a little bit of shock on his face, like, oh, you know, getting the understanding. Because I don't think I've said it that way to him or anyone. I let, like, the word metastasis sort of trickle through and people think how they think. The only thing I think I said out loud and wanted everyone to know was stage four doesn't mean a death sentence. Like, Dr. Pleat was very clear on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's basically what I wanted everyone to know. But it does mean, I'll, you know, I'll have to keep dealing with this. And I know you said this before, but I mean, stage four is metastasis. That's why it's stage four. Yeah. They're yeah. sort of one and the same. Mm-hmm. So because, I mean, actually the tumors were pretty small. And yes. in the initial conversation, it was sort of to look on the bright side they were small, which meant you caught it early, which mm-hmm. made them easier to treat. Yes. When I really felt the weight of what the word metastasis means is when Dr. Pleat said, Oh, well, we're not talking we're not talking months, we're talking years here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What? Yeah. I wasn't talking either. I wasn't either. No, I mean it's pretty it's scary, and you know that's why when we left that day, you know, and I hate to, like, get dipped out. It's kind of that day, everybody, so here we go. Buckle up. But when we dipped down into death and mortality and facing what these things mean, the truth of the matter is there are lots of positives here, like this the smallness of the tumors Mm -hmm. and they are reacting to the chemo and we fully expect them to go away Mm -hmm. however they're already in my lungs it's in my blood system and that's why they're saying it's not remission which is why my future years were all will all involve some kind of cancer talk you know doesn't mean we can keep the podcast going yeah we could keep going everybody does that make me a super big asshole This is where we pause to clarify that um, if you haven't picked up on it by now, that we have a dark sense of humor. And uh, (laughs) and I would never, ever say that to anyone else. No, because they wouldn't take it the way I just did. No. Right. We're able to talk that way. But that's what I think makes this so special. So, Mm um... So... When you had this conversation, you know, you could see the the shock on George's face, the ballpoint pen comment in the billion cells. I mean, that in itself is shocking. Was it harder to have to hear that again or to hear that in a different way or um, George's presence or how did you feel? It was harder on Monday? to hear it again because 
I've been in this groove, right? So my four cycles or, you know, three weeks on, one week off, they accrue into a month. Even if they don't, the 30 days doesn't land on the monthly calendar. It's months. Mm -hmm. Okay. So four months of this Mm -hmm. and, you know, I love all my nurses and everybody gets, everybody knows me and I was in the same system, you know, two years ago. So it's sort of a comfortable place to be and we make the best of it. It's fun to have um, a family member with you, you know, and mom and I have our own little thing. And I was telling George, you know, like how it is with mom's little thing. And cause we have the breast breakfast sandwiches and coffee. And so and earplugs and earplugs and from the loud talkers, and the loud talkers and in the next bay. And, uh, actually this time, um, cause it's a nurse I've had before, we heard the radio said there was someone coming in for my for Bay Seven. Oh, we were like, oh, that's mom, right? So we ordered her breakfast sandwich. So she had it when she got Aww, there, and nice. she was like so delighted. It's just the little things. So where I'm getting at is that I've made the best of it, and I put the bad stuff behind me. So in the appointment, I was just kind of, oh, oh yeah. What? I have stage four metastatic cancer in my lungs. You know. Uh, <laughs> what? What did you... In this moment, I thought you were interrupting yourself to tell me something else. No. <laughs> you guys get us raw and real on I the really podcast. I a nap. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I, so yeah, I you had another moment of it. Another, like it hit you again. Maybe not as hard. Yeah, and I think George, yeah, not as hard because it's not new information, but, um, and it's not really new to George either, but when you and I had that, it was a really, you know, when you were with me that time, and so this was sort of George's time to get that perspective, and he got some of his questions answered, and uh, that just is a really, it's a little rougher thing, and now that I'm saying this out loud, it could have all well contributed into the deep dark spiral I was in today. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, it's just been a rough week. I've, I've been more sick than I have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Nauseated and, you know, stomach issues and... Um, fatigue. Fatigue and... Heartburn. Heartburn, like really bad heartburn. Why is that a thing? It's... God, that sucks. Well, is that... Do you know if that's just because you and I are both sort of prone to it? Or if that is strictly a side effect? I think it's both. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we have sort of the same triggers anyway. And I think... But I think it's both because it definitely increases in the beginning of the week. But here we are on Thursday and I'm like, okay, I should be feeling better and I'm not... And yesterday I had stuff planned and I thought I had plenty of time in between it and spaced out. And what really happened is all I wanted to do was fall flat on the floor and nap all day long. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave room for that. And I was exhausted. But I wouldn't have traded it. Like I got to see my friends and it was it was great. Mm-hmm. But you're not taking our own advice. No. In listening to your body. I wasn't. I think that's, I mean, that's really hard. Like... It is one of the things we have to do and one of the best things we can do is rest. And especially because you really should not be on your broken foot, you mm-hmm. need to rest. Yes. And especially because you're getting pretty intense chemotherapy, you have to rest. But right. life goes on. 
Yeah, and I've been kind of riding the line. You know, we had the talked about the episode about my business and the swim teams and all those wonderful things. And I, and it's, I'm right, I'm sort of, like I say riding the line, I'm sort of in the middle because I so want to do that. It gives me so much joy when I'm coaching. I see the kids or I coach the master's team and I, you know, we're picking out t-shirts right now and like it's just fun and we're getting ready to start again. Except for, I also feel like on the other side of it, the the chemo effects are building, the fatigue is building, and I don't want to be any worse, but it's almost as if, if I were worse, I wouldn't have to think so much about work. But I'm thankful that I'm not worse so that I can work. Yeah, that's a tricky one. I'm just right in the middle. You're also additionally fatigued from having to scoot around. Yeah, you laughed at me today. I did. <laughs> it's okay. Because you need to have a little a little sound that goes beep. beep <laughs> Every time beep. I back up on the knee scooter. <laughs> a I bell know. for moving forward, a beep for going backward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, but that is physically taxing. Just like whenever you have to, like the boot is heavy. If you have to use a crutch, going up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. This, I'll just reiterate for our listeners, which I have told you twice today, you're really not very good at asking for help. and Capricorn. You need to use your network of people, as we have discussed before. There's so many people I know who have offered you help and would continue to offer you help and do things that are extra hard right now with your broken foot. I know. And it's not that I'm, it's just I don't think of it first, you know. I dug myself into this emotional hole today, and because I was so fatigued, because I've been sick, right, and so to the point at which I just needed help, and but all I was thinking was like, oh, how bad I, how bad I feel today. So I wasn't thinking about asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole to the rescue. I put on my cape and I came over. Yes, you did. But, um... Well, the truth is, I came over to record, but they were more pressing issues. Well, let's just be real. You looked at me and you said, you look like you're going to cry, and then I did. That is not what I said. I I said, don't misquote me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I said, why do you look like you're about to cry? And you said, because I am. And then you commenced crying. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to tell a story, we have to tell it true. That's, That's true. But I mean, this is the, the realness of it. And I, like, I, I love all the, I love our guests and the different topics that we get into. And I think some of the, some of the stuff you have to hear mm-hmm. is how ugly, or not you, but other people um, have to hear how ugly this can get. Mm-hmm. You know, because... We'll throw a couple things in there. Like, I'm going to run out of contacts soon, and I have to get my eyes checked again. But when you're in chemo, you're not supposed to change your prescription. So I have to tr- I have to try and figure out, you know, to call the eye doctor and see if they'll just give me my existing prescription so I can get more contacts. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you put that down on your to-do, to-do I, d- I didn't. I'm going to write it down right now. Excellent. Because I also have to call the doctor and see if I can... Get on a wait list for my foot. Oh, okay. So you started to talk about taking a break from chemotherapy to be able to have the surgery, which is something else you talked about on Monday. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before. Um, Your 
current doctor said he thought you would not heal properly. Your orthopedic doctor said he right. thought you would not heal properly if you took just a short break from chemotherapy. Um, and your oncologist said he could give you enough time to heal from foot surgery. Yes, he thinks he's, he kind of said like, why didn't your doctor call me? Because he doesn't think he understood or or is not seeing it in his way. And he suggested I get a second opinion because the things I'm talking to him about and why I'm so miserable, like I can't even walk the dogs. I can't walk up and down stairs in my house or anywhere for that matter, which affects me at, you know, in a couple of different ways, the pool and everything. But I'm just a miserable because I can't like even someone's like, oh, you could swim. So now that the port's healed, even though it's like bruised every week from using it, I'm allowed to be in the pool. Right. But I cannot push off the wall. I can't kick. So I'm like and I'm constantly in pain and it is everything, even where I, the way I stand up and 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 sit down. Mm-hmm. And I hate to keep complaining about this because... It's not complaining. I don't know. There are bigger problems. But it is getting... I mean, let's be real. I walked around on it for two months thinking I would just heal it and that it wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. And then when it wasn't getting better, it's been about... An, we're coming up on another two months now. So... Um, and they won't give me the bone stim- stimulator because they want three months of x-rays proving that my my foot's still broken and they i mean the insurance company Mm -hmm. so the new plan is just to bypass all that and get the surgery done so that while i'm going through this quote-unquote long-term chemo that i can at least live a somewhat normal life with a repaired foot Mm mm-hmm wasn't it, um, was it $2,500 if you just wanted to buy yourself a bone stimulator? No, it wasn't that bad. It was um, $1,700. Oh, that's enough. Yeah. You know, because your insurance company thinks that they know better than your physicians, you could bypass your insurance company by just paying $1,700 for the bone stimulator. Mm-hmm. Because that's what everyone wants to do. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, it's a lot. And then... And then I don't ask for help because it all comes crashing down on me. And I think about all the things are super annoying. So mm-hmm. that's enough about me. <laughs> we should talk about you. How are you feeling? Well, I kind of went back the other day for whatever reason. Maybe it's this this anniversary kind of thing. Anniversaries don't, I mean, my wedding anniversary, but like, some anniversaries, I don't hold on to those things. They don't carry a lot of emotional weight. It did give me pause and made, you know, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I can't remember any of the other words to that song. But it just did make me think, like, wow. I mean, I have been... Through some shit. And it's just been a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not really the anniversary, but it just gives me pause to think about it. And I have said this before, and I'll say it again, and I will never probably have an answer to it. Um, but I really, the thing that really messes with my mind is when I think back on my medical history, 
You know, I talked about in 2005 with the thyroid cancer. I mean, I had a goiter, right? I knew that it could be cancer. That's when I had a whole lot of panic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cancer, but by the time it was confirmed that I had cancer, it had already been removed. Right. So then, you know, a year ago today, I started chemotherapy and radiation for rectal cancer, and it was successful. Mm-hmm. I got the news in March that I was in remission. Yep. I guess I have a little bit of anxiety about tomorrow because after every flexig, you know, there's, there's, well, things look better, things look the same, I'm concerned about this, or I took a biopsy and then we got to wait and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's always that. I don't expect anything from tomorrow, but you know. Right, but it's in the back of your mind. Alexa's giving you a reminder. <laughs> they interrupted my train of thoughts. I can hear I can hear your robot talking in the other room. <laughs> you know, but I'd say what really messes with my mind then is, you know, I the through the process of learning I had lung cancer, first of all, what? Still Still doesn't make sense. Still, what? But learning that I had lung cancer and then them being able to remove the lobe that, you know, so there was no spread outside of that lobe. There there was mention of maybe like the shadowy area on a scan next to where the tumor was. So maybe there was a little bit more of growth there, but it doesn't matter because it's they okay. took out the lobe and it's gone. They took out the 10, 10 surrounding lymph nodes to include the same ones where your cancer currently resides. Mm-hmm. And they're all clear. Yeah. So I'm in remission. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And you should feel that. I feel that just as much as I feel how wrong it is to say it out loud. Why? Because I'm sitting here with you. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> It feels wrong, and it feels wrong every time somebody say, says to me, and, and I'm not criticizing it, uh, the people. I mean, it just it's just how I receive it and how I feel. It's not the people who say it, but like everybody who said, well, we're lucky, you know, medical professionals, we're lucky we caught it early. I mean, my tumor was just a little over a centimeter, and if there was any spread, it doesn't matter, right? Or you're lucky you don't have to go through chemotherapy. How can I say? Right. How can I say I'm lucky I don't have to go through chemotherapy when you're doing it every week? Except it goes back to the conversation that we did have, right? When we were in the in your Amelson hotel room, in the hospital room. Well, nice big windows. It felt like it felt like a hotel room overlooking the the beeping. Yeah, overlooking the HVAC system, but. It was two really different kinds of hard. And I can't, you know, I can't say that I would have wanted yours or that you want your, that you want mine. And what you went through was so very hard and painful and you're still recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am thankful that you don't have metastasis. The best news I got 
was that it was a different kind of cell, that you had a different lung cancer Mm -hmm. and not just cancer in your lungs, like I say. You know, Mm -hmm. I understand where you're coming from, but like you have to be able to, you are, you should be thankful. I am. I am. It's just a constant push and pull. And I don't always think this way, but it's been sitting on my heart a little bit, you know, like it's, it's the uh, left-handed twin and the right-handed twin. It's Mm -hmm. the, the yin and the yang. It's It's the same shirt in two different colors. Yeah. <laughs> not that we're wearing it right now. That's a reference to our childhood. Nobody saw me because we're not video podcasting. <laughs> but I looked at my shirt. Podcast. We're not podcasting. Not video, video podcasting. But I looked at my shirt. I was like, are we wearing the same shirt? No, it's very I mean, possible. I have a pink shirt like that, but. Um, no, I'm. I'm it, obviously, I uh, completely get that. And. That's why today, when you were zipping around here trying to help me, I just felt terrible and I was apologizing to you because I didn't, this doesn't need to fall on you. Well, you don't have to feel terrible about that. I mean, I always want to help you, but I goes back to what I said earlier. I know. To use your resources. <laughs> you guys just staring at me. <laughs> well, you did help me close my exercise ring. Yes, I did. It's very rare. You're welcome. It's very rare these days. Thank you. One of the things uh, I've also been thinking about is how um, it changes relationships. Oh, um, yeah. It changes like relationships, relationship dynamics. It eliminates relationships. It builds relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that's common. I've heard other people say that when they've gone through pretty serious struggles and I'm sure I can't think of it right now but I'm sure there's some sort of catchy oh there's all kinds of aphorism about yeah about it I can't I can't even come up with one right now well we will our listeners are like it's in their heads yeah because maybe they're not menopausal and (laughs) (laughs) recovering needing sleep (laughs) (laughs) something about who's with you when you're down and It'll really show you who your friends are. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad I don't have a wooden sign that says it. (laughs) Well, just you wait. Live, laugh, laugh. (laughs) Well, you know, because one of the things, I'm really good friends of ours from back in the day. I mean, like from, from almost 20 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. I have not heard from them in a year. Right. In this year. Have not heard from them in a year. And they are out of towners and they have been in town that I know of. At least three times. Yeah, I can say at least twice. And, and it, I don't know. I just it just it just surprises me. Yeah. Well, and it, it's the, and it, astounding, and it hurts. It hurts. And I'm not a person who throws people away. But they're making me consider it. hmm I mean, there's... I think, as sad as it is, that friendship has ended. Because how do you recover from that? You don't. It also makes me wonder if... If I've been... 
if I've been that self-centered, like I, I know I can think of a couple people, like they pop up right on my heart. I've been that self-centered. I think I wasn't there for them the way I should have. So this is, I guess that's the moment, you know, that's one thing cancer brought me is a, is a, a sense of understanding of other people's needs. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, you know, but for that lost friendship there, I've also gained friendships and truly loving people who, you know, I've always sort of just been friendly with, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I, you know, oh, I like talking to you and I like talking to you, but who have just been so, so lovely and generous, even if it's just, um, with their words, but, you know, lovely and generous with their time or their you know, meals or prayers or, you know, people who check in, you know, for, for that one friendship I'm talking about that seems to be lost, that there's, there's new ones that cropped up. It's just changed that way. Yeah. People that you don't expect. And yesterday when I was at the school and I got a couple of hugs from different teachers that are, you know, your friends, but they have showed like so much care for me, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, that's, that really made me feel good. That was amazing. But I just, I want you not to, I don't want you to sweep that other friendship under the rug. Like, yes, there are so many positives that can come out of this, but I've lost friendships too. And I've lost touch with people and people have been really disappointing to me. And on the flip side of it, and I think what you and I at least do well and I'm going to use an example of one of my good college friends. She lost her mom before we lost dad by a couple years, Mm -hmm. right? And she was the person that showed up and said, this sucks, I'm sorry. And that you realize how much you need to hear someone just acknowledge how bad it hurts and how bad it sucks. Mm -hmm. And I ended up apologizing to her because I was like, I did not show up for you in the same way. Yes, I was at the funeral and I was... You know, but I did not know what to say or do, and I've learned it since. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course she was like, oh my gosh, don't even think about it. But um, that's something I think that you and I do well, is reach out to our people. I'm not so sure I do. You don't? Mm-mm. I mean, in the season I'm, I hate to say the season I'm in right now, but I just did. Um... I don't want anything to do with my phone. Like, I, because today, like, today I just felt so sick. I didn't even care where my phone was, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I don't, I, I'm not being you a great friend right connecting now. connecting with people. Yeah, I'm not connecting so much right now. Yeah. But. Well, I think that's okay. Yeah. Okay. It has to be. That's be okay. That's all I've got right now. I just right felt now. like you were saying. No, in but a I think. Way. No, I'm just saying that you're better at. You connect with people. You're talking to people all the time, and I'm like, oh, who's that? <laughs> well, and you just said, what? Oh, after we went to Sam's Club, you left here, and you and Trent were going to Sam's Club, and then you ended up meeting friends out. I mean, you know, it's and it's sure it's easier when there's people here, but like. There's a difference in the people that are further away from you that you pick right back up with mm-hmm. and, and, and care and show that they care 
versus the people that just have gone away. Out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a tough one. Yeah. How do you think um, the relationship dynamics have changed within our family? Ooh, it is a tough one. Should we play some thinking music? Yes. Do, 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 do. No, 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 no. We yes. insert thinking music. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That is a really tough question. Um, the one thing I never wanted was for us to share this thing together. And I wouldn't have wanted to share it with anyone else. I don't didn't want anyone else in the family to have to deal with this. Um, but the fact that it's, it's like happening in the way it has happened between us and that we can do this together. This podcasting? Not only the podcast, but we're, we're walking through this together and we're sharing our feelings and we're going through some of the same things. But yes, that we can do the podcast. Uh, we've, I think like through the family, it's been received really, really well. And most people... What's been received really well? Our podcast and oh. the things that we're saying. Yeah. And I, and I could say most people, but I haven't had a negative comment as to, thankfully, <laughs> and you know, we're open to constructive criticism, but to the things that we're sharing, it gives us a, it gives us an opportunity to, to be even closer because we're sharing things in a way like we're um, in, at times interviewing each other. Like you just asked me this really hard question, right? Mm-hmm. We, in, your, in our casual conversation with anyone, but within the family, we don't ask these kinds of questions or they don't get answered. Right. Because you and I are very good at asking the hard-hitting questions. I, yes. In fact, in my rela- relationships, I love asking hard questions. <laughs> I don't like sit here and think, oh, I need to ask a really hard question. But like to get to know someone, I really, I do really like to dig in, right? Yeah. I also think I don't hold back. Like some, I, it's not like I, I'm not saying I don't have a filter or a sense of decorum, but I really am uncomfortable with the elephant in the room. I'd much rather talk about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have trouble with difficult conversations. Um, I don't know how or why that happened. Right. Because that is not our family dynamic. No, you and I... I love you. Yeah. I love, love you, family. You and I will go in on the hard conversations. And you and I have been really mad at each other, but have been able to work through those things because we will have the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Now, between me and our other family members or you and other family members, it's not the same way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the difference is or why it's, but it gets shut down. There's a wall. There's a wall or we've got the pift and shit it. I mean, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shift and pivot. <laughs> I think the pift and shivet's better. <laughs> Now we gotta change the name of the episode. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it's called now. Holy cow! Shift and pivot. <laughs> oh my gosh.
Um, the completely avoid, the do not answer, the stop talking for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's forced a little bit of more emotion and honesty among our family than we had before. A little bit. Well, you had a really great conversation with mom. I did. I did. Well, I mean, mostly because, you know, it was a misunderstanding and a miscommunication, but it was making me angry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm just not going to sit here and be angry. And, you know, thankfully, mom received that really well and was, you know, said, I'm glad we talked about it. Mm -hmm. And I love you with all my heart, mama. But sometimes you don't like to hear from me that way. <laughs> I'm just it, saying. It is hard to hear because someone calls you to task. But it's so much more powerful when you can get to the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of mom because, you know, like, she she never does that. She did that with you, like, walked through it with you. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, I appreciate it. I do wonder, as we sit in your room here, across from pictures of Dad, you know, Dad having been through cancer a couple times himself, mm-hmm. what it, how it, like, I can't even imagine how he'd be dealing with this now. I have said um, out loud that it's partially like what's going on in the world, but partially, or mainly, what's going on with us. That's, I'm glad he's not dealing with it. I just think it would destroy him. Yeah. You know, he had such a big heart and he really just, he had big emotions and he didn't always know how to, to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And anyone that knows dad is probably laughing at that right now, but yeah, but it's true. And, um, spirited. Passionate. Yeah. But yet, um, I was looking at those same pictures today and feeling like I can't believe that it's been five years in that and I miss him so much. Like I'm looking at those photos and like I can hear him like laughing and, mm-hmm. you know, imagine him being here and that's really tough. But, you know, talking about mom and the rest of the family they all went we all went through that in different ways and it was we were in different parts of the country when he had in different stages of life when he had his issues with cancer you know mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's it's way more like up in our faces right now don't you feel like, do you understand what I'm saying? Not exactly. Okay. But here's where we should say that neither one of us have experienced the same kind of cancer that he did. Right. So it's cancer in our family, but it's not a family cancer. Yes. Thankfully. So he yeah. had a kidney removed because of kidney cancer. And that was, you know, an enormous surgery, but that's all he needed. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think like many people of his generation 
had several spots of melanoma removed from different places on his body just mm-hmm. because of being out in the sun, you know, without any sunscreen. But picking back up on relationships and family, you know, it's uh, it's a common question, and I think I've mentioned it here before, but it's a common question. It's a really loving question from other people to ask how um, Trent is doing or how my daughters are doing. And, um, you know, gratefully, Trent has been able to share with me how he's feeling. That's big. Yeah, I mean, and th- for him. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> um, but he's, <laughs> but but he doesn't always, and it takes mm-hmm. him some. It takes him some time to think about how he wants to verbalize some things. But I'm very grateful that he's been able to talk to me honestly, and very grateful that I can talk to him honestly, as well. Um, you know, but people ask how my daughters are, are doing, and I can only sort of anecdotally say, based on their behavior, I think, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't expect more from them, but I think it's been really hard on them to talk to me in particular about how they're feeling, because they don't necessarily want to put that burden on me. Although I've said to them, I'm still your mom. Mm -hmm. You probably said, I'm still your mama. Yes. Because it's my, my grown-up young adults. Um, then we kind of joked, you know, about George not listening. Or right. <laughs> uh, we, we know Heather's really busy starting a new job right now. But they've both been reluctant to come. We asked them to come and stick and share their clean colon stories. And I think they were a little reluctant just to come and talk to us. And I, and I might just be totally making an an assumption but I think for as loving and honest as they have been there is a wall up there with the honesty because to tell us how they're truly feeling or dealing with you know our illnesses Mm -hmm. is probably pretty hard for them yeah I would bet it is and I guess we're gonna have to ask you know Instead of just making the assumption. I mean, when I did ask George to come on the podcast, he was like, that's not really my thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, about that. I don't think so. But I mean, I think, um, I mean, I think Heather had intentions to get on with us. But also, you know, it's, I think it's, I think there's a hurdle there. I think it gets a little scary. I mean, you get, you and I just have started. Rip off the band-aid. Rip off the band-aid and start talking. But I think the... It's hard to face your feelings and to want to talk about them, especially when you know you're recording. And you know, we've gotten used to that now. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it just <laughs> it sounds... It, <laughs> it sounds, doesn't bother us. Yeah. When Alexa pipes in or Siri, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't edit it out. But um, I, that's for sure, because who wants to face the hard stuff when you don't want to? Just like I was... Zip, zip, zipping along into chemo for the last four months. And then, oh, right, this is really serious, crappy stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that contributes to how I've been feeling this week. And, you know, I hate saying, like, I hate generalizing and saying my life. but But I'm also just not real happy with it right now. There's, like, so much that I have a hard time looking 
past it to the positive. Mm-hmm. But yet, I am grateful. I'm grateful for my home and for my family, you guys, you know, and that that I'm in this space and time that I'm close to everybody except for Heather right now, you know, just being out of state, but like in proximity and that I, that we have the relationship that we do and that, um, I can't imagine living away and having to go through this. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that, you know, we live where we are and we have so many options for really good healthcare. Mm Mm-hmm. Stupid insurance companies, but really good healthcare, <laughs> and you know. So it's not that I'm, it's not that I don't have that amount of um, gratefulness in view, but it's the day in and day out that I'm so pissed about mm-hmm. right now. And we talked about that a lot at the beginning, so I don't like to rehash it. No, and I think it's okay for that to bubble up. And I think what we also need to remember is. Like I said once before, one of my friends at church said, you know, number one, you should be talking to God and you should be giving up that anger and anxiety and all of that to God. And you can also say, I don't like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't like what I'm going through. And not, that kind of honesty cool. is okay. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool, big man. Not cool. well we i think have more um relationship stuff to talk about one of the things i'd like to hear from or back from our listeners is about what they have noticed about relationships changing when they are faced with their own hardships or even how they feel their relationship has changed in the face of our nonsense yeah that would be interesting. We have gotten some comments about how people, um, in like my friend Debbie last night, when I talked to her, she said she feels caught up and she didn't even realize that I had the LLC, like I made my business, like, you know, I don't, if I don't say those things out loud, then people don't know them. And I thought, oh, well, that's cool. Like they're, they're definitely in a way getting closer to us. So I think that's cool. That is cool. But, um, but we'd like to hear your guys' uh, perspective on it. So use the Q&A if you would. I, I just, I can change it on there. It just says, like, what'd you think about this episode? But tell us how... Um, that's on Spotify. That's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Right. Where you can comment. Yes. Depends where you're listening. Correct. You can always shoot us an email at the Cancer Sisters podcast at gmail.com. The Cancer Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. You said that's so great. I know. It's like we're doing a commercial. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much, as always, for listening and making it to the end. Until next time. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye.